This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is July 27th, 2019. Yes, it's a Saturday. Yes, we know. And we're recording because we were sitting here talking um, on the phone earlier today and we were like, when did the Falcons start? And um, we looked it up and it was August 1st and we're like, oh shit, that's Thursday. So basically, we just doing an oh shit, the Falcons play Thursday podcast. And it's just a random rambling, no real rhyme or reason, but it's all, it's going to be about the Falcons, going to be some quick thoughts about this season. We may run it during Falcons football week, not sure yet, but these are just some quick thoughts to get you going and get ready for the Falcons preseason f- first game on Thursday. As usual, I got Calhoun in. What's up, homie? What's going on with you, my boy? Chilling. So me and you were talking, and you you I, then you asked me the question, like, when the Falcons play or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I know what you were like, but you know the game Thursday. I was like, what game? You like the foul? I'm like, God damn, already? You brought it up. I didn't know. Cause then I asked you like the Hall of Fame game. You were like, yeah. That shit came quick. <laughs> so first thoughts, how you feel about the Falcons playing the Hall of Fame game? I never like when any team plays the Hall of Fame. I like when every team plays the Hall of Fame game, but your team. That's an extra game. Yeah, it's a it's a lot that can go wrong, and nothing really goes right, right? No, it's, it's not. A, I, I never like it. So, I think I'm one that thinks that the preseason need to be condensed to two games. Now, I don't think that that means that the, they play 18 games. It's amazing how that's always on the table for a league that's killing itself to be safe conscious was trying to get more money. So, I always thought preseason should be three games, and I explain my rationale to you. You know, one game should be, hey, get the start of some work. One game should be, hey, let's evaluate players who are close to getting cut. And one should be like, hey, let's just see what we got. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the first game, it may be, hey, let's see what we got. Just in general, we got 100 motherfuckers in count. Let's just see if any of them can play. The second game probably should be, hey, let's evaluate the starters, get them ready. And then the third game should be, like, let's get the starters a quarter. And then let's – the people. I, I, do, I agree with that. Because so like, you got one warm-up game – Two games to get you in in, in uh, reps, and then third game is to get you to fill out your roster. Yeah, yeah, cause like I don't think you can just the reason the the argument I got against the two game system is like you really can't figure out somebody to keep or whatever. In my mind, you know what I'm saying. So like that, it's hard if you're on the bubble. It's hard at that point. You're just making kind of like you can't do both. Determine who to keep and get your starter some real work. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I disagree with the 18 games. Oh yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be more games. 16. I always thought it should be 15 games. Like basically, if you get a winning record, you go to the playoffs. I always thought it should be an odd number of games. You got a winning record, you go to the playoffs. You don't. You don't. Essentially, that's how my like, thoughts have always been. I like 16. I like the 16 years. Let's leave it at 16. The NBA try to get cuter than a pretty bitch on a Saturday night. But all this extra shit. Just, just let's keep it simple. And yep. they lead us to this fifth game of the Hall of Fame game, which nobody likes their team to be. But I actually like the concept of the Hall of Fame game. Like, it's a, 
I love the concept of the Hall of Fame game. I don't like the concept of a team playing five uh, preseason games. That's yeah. what I don't yeah. Now, if they've condensed that, that's fine. But I'm looking at the schedule now. They haven't. It's still five preseason games. So I think the Hall of Fame game, the team should still play four games. I don't think that means an extra game. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. So, what would you want? What do you want to see from the Falcons in the Hall of Fame game? It's just getting your feedback wet with football and you know starting to thank God football is back type deal. But it's not much to see here. I don't want to see too much of the starters. I don't want to see one going on. I want to see our bench. See what we got in the background. That's about all I want to see. I don't want to see nothing stupid. So, so I think in games like this. This gonna sound completely stupid. I think, but I think these are games more for coaches than pl- than players. Like as a fan, I want to see how the coaches coach. Are they gonna be, you know, are they are there any adjustments coaching wise or whatever? How do the no, new coaches get along? Blase this, blase that. So like, I would if it's if they show enough of the sideline, I would be more into the sideline than I would be the actual gameplay. Because let's face it, none of our starters should be playing. Like they shouldn't get a snap in this game. You know what I'm saying? Because the last thing you need. You know how that's going to go. They're going to get a drive, a driver too. I wouldn't even get them a drive. Cause last thing you need is somebody serious getting hurt on a fifth game. Like, no, just let this be a hey, we evaluating all the young players and get them all the reps, possible reps. And like nobody worth nobody worth starting should be playing right now in my mind. You know what I'm saying? So, but that could just be how I look at the world. No, I get what you're saying. Uh, so, again, I, I think you're right. It's, that, that doesn't sound stupid at all. That's what it's for. Preseason for anything, it should be to get iron out the kinks of your, iron out the kinks of your coaches. Not so much your players, because players are already going down in the preseason. I always were like, I don't, I don't understand what these athletes are today. These athletes are so are paper mache. <laughs> They're so fucking fragile. It's unbelievable. You go out there and play seven like, you just get little nicks and bruises. The most you might get is a sprain. You don't even get that. But these motherfuckers go one day, two days in a training camp when you're already damn near doing walkthroughs and you're already banged up. Ralph or tease, and that's just ridiculous. We already got players on the injury report. That safety's not coming back probably for the season. I forgot his his ass. For the Falcon? Good. Not not Ricardo Allen not, or KZ. I, that's a, it's a bad gun to the backup. Okay. Not to, not to say something stupid on our team, but I almost wish, I almost wish Ricardo's hurt a little bit so he'll have no no choice but to play KZ. So I, let's let's go on and talk that. I, we're gonna say we're gonna say that for a later podcast in depth. But what is do they start out with Ricardo Allen being with the starters of being on this bubble group of people? They said he's on a starter. He already starting to say. If you were the coach, how would you view it? I think that's the dumbest thing you can fucking do. That's why I don't like Dan Quinn. I think he's a fucking knucklefuck. <laughs> they're a cluster fuck is what they call him. A cocksucker, if you will. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't see how you don't start KZ. And moving forward, like, if I were KZ or his agent, like, this is one of them situations, like, depending on how this season play out, I'm very, I very rarely side with people saying, hey, trade me. But I'll tell him, trade me or whatever. Because, like, if I I can lead the league in interceptions and still not start, what the fuck is that saying? Like, unless this guy's a Hall of Fame in front of me, then I don't know what the problem is. It's infuriating. Like, how the fuck? And he did. This is the second time he's done this stupid shit. Like, it's, it's, it pisses me off. He did it with Vic Beasley. 
You have 15 and a half sacks one year. The next year, you move him to a 4-3 outside linebacker. Now, I don't understand how these type of coaching moves don't get somebody fired. And then you're doing the same thing with a kid who tied the NFL last year in interception and was your number one playmaker on the field. And you choose to take him from the position that he made to play his aim. It's stupid to me. And it's even dumber that some fans are going like, yeah, I like Ricardo, but fucking idiot. And it's not like you taking Deion Sanders from his, in his prime out of there, right? Like you taking a taking a marginal guy. I mean, a guy who's been listen. You paid the motherfucker three million a year. That's all you need to know. How good Ricardo Allen is? He's not good. He serves to the best. He's a good backup. That's what he is. Utility man is how we use him. Third nickel, backup safety, something like that. There's no fucking way Casey had the best season any of our safeties have had since. Man, I don't even think Scott Casey had a season like that. Now, Scott Casey had seven, eight interceptions one year. But to your point, he's probably had the he's had a top three all-time safety from Atlanta season. Saying, we had to go back to Scott Case. You know, and, well, maybe Eugene Robinson. He had that 98 year. Yeah, but I just think... He was good that year, but he went. I think KZ had more interceptions and more big plays. He was good because that defense was good. So, but that's a, you have probably to go back to Scott Case. These last few months, Daku, <laughs> fucking Willie Moe, trash at Ricardo Allen, bum fuck this guy. Man, look, they moved Dante Robinson one year to safety or something like that. Like, oh yeah, man, come on with this bullshit, man. John Bolden. Come on, man. Come on, stop. Just stop. And then that's where we're at now. So this is another move. We're going to see KZ balling out, and he's going to be in a nickel, and he's going to come off the field. That's still stupid to me. That's another coaching blunder from this fucking dumb fuck, Carl Dan Quinn, led by Thomas Dumitron, as they call him, and led by that fucking stupid Guido Arthur Blank. So let's go back. Let's talk. Let's kind of talk about the preseason, preseason game, then we'll talk about the preseason general kind of. We'll balloon out as we will. Any position you're looking for comes on Thursday? Line. I want to see how these boys perform. With these two draft picks we got, paying out the faculty will be a real big problem. The line is the only thing I'm looking for. Offensive and defensive, because they have a got the feel. I'm sort of disappointed, but it's their MO. Why we didn't go get the Gerald McCoy? He signed for pennies on the dollar. That would have been perfect with him and Grady Jerry. So I'm with you. I'm I'm primarily looking at D line because Dan Quinlan used a lot of D line. And to be fair, the Falcons the past four or five years, the Falcons have always had a jewel on on defensive line. Not necessarily a jewel. They've always had a player who can help on the defensive line through camp. So I want to see who they got this year who can probably make the team and help out. I I, I hope we can find another cornerback somewhere. I really do feel like we need some backup cornerbacks and like this is like I just want to see everybody kind of sort of who's not a starter and not somebody we know gonna play but we need to find some we need to find some diamonds in the rough in this year because with the outlook I realize this to really be a Super Bowl team one of the things you need is depth and I don't know if the Falcons have enough depth to survive a a 16 game season plus the playoffs and go into the Super Bowl fresh like a lot of things have to break their way for them to be that, for them to be like that. See, I think they do have depth, and it's just a matter of are they going to use them playing right. So right now, what I my starters 
right now, the Crawford kid is the D lineman you're probably going to be looking at. I think he's very, I think he's good. Or the, the uh, Sanat, he's a huge, huge uh, D tackle. First and second down kind of a player. And they paired well with Grady Jerry, which is probably why they didn't go out to Jerry McCord. But you got a tag at one end, you got Vic Beasley at the other. You have Dion back and Count. Oh. Side note, while while we were talking, did you see Tech mad because he got he was rated a seven eight on Madden? Nah, I didn't see he was mad. I seen they lower they lower KZ from an eighty to a seventy nine. I don't understand that. Yeah, but Tech was like seven eight. Wow, really? Like I was in my mind, I was thinking, what do you think you are? I don't know what he like. If they made him an, I don't even think he's an eighty. No, I'm saying like seventy nine, seven eight is pretty high for. Tech's okay. He's he's a step above average. Like I don't know if you'd be like he good. You would just say he's straight. If he stay healthy, you can really see some improvement from. Him. But he, that's another one who's always banged up with his whole ass. He always hurt. I mean, he's a decent player, but like you went, like he's showing flashes, but you wouldn't never be like he don't jump off at the screen. Yeah. And that puts you in like the 75, 80 range. So like it was just funny. Like it's a side note, but it was just funny to me. He thought that highly of himself. Like it's like he don't, he don't get the memo that hey you're slightly above average. So calm that down. He's actually average right now. I mean, what do you have five or six sacks last year? Yeah. I mean, if you're not doing ten sacks, you're not doing anything. So, but it, again with the with the rosters that I'm looking at, the biggest thing I'm looking at is roster and the culture. Uh, who they start? I like fifty four starting over uh, over that trash ass Duke Riley. The the far kid facade or Lacoon or whatever his name. The kid from Yale. That motherfucker's good. He needs to start. He needs to start. Of course, Oliver's gonna start with True Fun. They got to do something with True Fun. Uh, if nothing else, I'm gonna tell you what I would do if I was GM. I'll see him because I think what you call I'll see if they want to trade uh, Jalen Ramsey from Jacksonville because I think they want to. Tra- I don't think they're gonna go with Jalen Ramsey. And I'll pay him. I'll pay Jalen. And get it. I'll trade you fuck the fuck out of him. Why don't you think they're gonna go with Jalen Ramsey? Because Tom Coffin had me uh, operations and he's a Oh he pull up in a uh, uh, um, armor truck. <laughs> he do too much talking. You know, Tom Coughlin with that shit. <laughs> Side note, is he worth it? Yes. If he's not the best cornerback in the league, he's probably the second. I don't think he's third. He's one or two. So, yeah. I'd get rid of his ass and trade him for fucking true fun and a third-round pick or whatever it is. But, of course, we don't have balls to do that in our front office. So, we'll just go with Oliver. And I forgot the bleedy, bleedy Ray is the third corner. Because, of course, we lost Poole to San Francisco. Of course, we lost... Coleman to San Francisco. So, of course, we won't be a stat, but we'll see how some of these play. And then you get a chance to see some of the uh, – one thing I like about Priest is you get a chance to see some of the injured players that played that missed last season, knock some of the dust off. So, you know, Devontae Freeman and a couple other players, let's see if they're back to any kind of form. Which now, as you've seen with Melvin Gordons and with your – Le'Veon Bells, we really overpaid for Devontae Freeman. I mean, really overpaid for him. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's just interesting because, like, everybody said at the convention that running back doesn't, you know, is not worth that much money. It's like the Falcons didn't get the memo. It's just like a stop. Like, it was like, hey, you need to sell this stock. 
and the Falcons bought a whole bunch of it the day before everybody see it sell. So that goes back. That goes back to Thomas Dimitrov taking care of Thomas Dimitrov players. And I think that's a problem because they didn't get the memo with True Fun. I was adamant about True Fun. It's even on this podcast. Why would you even sign somebody $8 million who you didn't need to go to the Super Bowl and could have won the Super Bowl without? So when it comes to Freeman, I think the league is wrong on how they, with, what they do with running backs. To me, as far as skilled players goes, outside of quarterback is running back. And you can see it because the premier teams, they lean on their ass. And they're really short in their ass. Well, I think you said quarterback first, right? Yeah, quarterback. I think running back is more important than the wide receiver by far. That's what I'm saying. And it's not even close. And the wide receivers are getting banged. But then, and then nobody's even counting tight ends. You ain't got to talk about that unless you got a Travis Kelsey. But even still, running back do so much. Like, even if you got a shitty quarterback because you're having a bad game, you can go to your running back, control tempo, control pace. This motherfucker will be an extra blocker. This motherfucker can be a receiver. Line up at the slot on out the backfield. Like it, the running back does everything, so I don't know why the league is undervaluing them um, for pass attack. I, I don't understand that, honestly. And because if you got a good running back, like there's a big gap between Saquon Barkley or uh, Ezekiel Elliott and the running back for Tampa Bay, Barbara. That's a huge drop off. But if you take you know, the if you take um, Julio Jones and the drop off with you know, I don't know. Whoever the Chargers try now to receive. I mean that's that's Allen. That receivers are really a dime a dozen. Like every team has a pretty decent receiver. Oh, the Washington Redskins, they don't really have any good receivers, right? No, not right. So it's a drop off, but he can still run a fucking goer out and all that type of shit. He can still run that shit. You can put Julio on the Redskins. That don't change their team at all. Might be one or two uh, extra, one or two wins. Yeah. But you put a fucking. You about to see it. You put Saquon Barkley with the with the Giants as your team. That's them extra three wins they got. If not for, and they had no line. Like they was so it was. They got rid of Odell Beckham. And it was like, well, we hung. We got Saquon Barker, which is stupid to me. I don't understand that at all. Man, I think it makes sense. Like, shit, what, what they won with Odell Beckham? Nothing. They still won them same five games. So we'll try to Sterling Shepard instead of Odell Beckham. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's what it is. So we'll see how Devontae Freeman rocks with this thing. And. You know, they're playing the Broncos. That shouldn't be no big deal. We'll get to see some trash ass Flacco on that fucking rookie. It's amazing to me that the Falcons haven't looked for a backup quarterback, though. I think it's about that time. It's time to, it's definitely time to get younger in that, um, in that position, right? Like, even if it's not the replacement Ryan today, we need to be thinking about tomorrow or whatever, correct? Oh, nothing else, draft pick. Because, again, man had a hell of a year last year. Which, let me ask you this, top 100, they rated Matt Ryan 69. What's your thoughts on that? I think we, we did a text message. I said anywhere between 30 and 100, I could see. Cause I, I think that, you know, I, I want to you know me, I'm one of those people who are like, quarterbacks get a real high, you know, thing for me anyway. So I, I really, I overvalue quarterbacks in general. So like, <clears throat> That's one thing. So, like, him 
I think there's. I think he probably should be at fifty nine, maybe not sixty nine, but I can see that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's two players on each team better than him. Let me say it like that. So there was an article that was in um, that was put out. I think the Falcons was talking about it, and it was about that whole where they rated Matt Ryan. So I think the year before he was rated at like twenty nine. He was in the top thirty. His MVP year, he was like tenth or something like that. That's just the whole why is he getting shitted on essentially? Because let's be honest, Matt Ryan numbers, his numbers himself made him top three quarterback in the league last year. Say what you want to say. The kid was number three in yards. The kid was number three in touchdowns and number four in passer rating. So say what you want. The kid did all that, and it's just the team didn't, but he did. Um, and he's consistent and he's not hurt. You, you're one to always say that, you know, that's a skill. That's a skill set. He's really getting underappreciated. And for even the players to say that, I seen the, the thing they had on, it was Cam joining from the, what you call it, saying, it was so disrespectful how they even did it. Because the person, you know, they have other players talking about the, the player. He was just bashing like, he's a sack lunch. Yeah, he's a lunch, a sack lunch, blah, blah, blah. He shredded y'all ass. <laughs> he shredded you again, fucker. So the thing about Matt Ryan, he isn't sexy. He isn't explosive. He, is, he doesn't have a big arm. He's not some of what these other cats are. So, like, I understand what people are saying, but I don't understand. Like, I understand when they say, like, he's he's vanilla ice cream. He really is. And, and like, who wants vanilla ice cream? But nobody turned down vanilla ice cream if it's, if they're like, hey, you want something sweet? Yeah, what you got vanilla ice cream? Like, you may be like, oh, who the fuck have vanilla ice cream? But you're not going to say no. You're going to take the vanilla ice cream. But again, with vanilla ice cream, it pairs the best He's not flashy. He just gets you almost 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and 70 receptions. Yeah, and we have a we have a lust for flash, right? So, like, it's the old white man can't jump analogy, right? Like, the city still treats Michael Vick like God, right? You know what I'm saying? And Matt Ryan gets treated like the devil. Right. Because we love somebody who look good and lose as opposed to somebody who doesn't look the part and win. I eat niggas still talking about Mike Vick who never threw for three thousand yards and never had back to back winning seasons. I spent most of his time and spent a lot of time hurting. Like everyone forget the glory. We live Mike Vick, man. I loved him. I mean, who didn't? It was flat. It was it was like it was like it was amazing. I said I was watching his highlights the other day. Yesterday to be exact. Let's be honest though. Motherfucker couldn't read a defense. He couldn't read a coloring book, let alone a defense. With that fucking Greg Knapp offense play calling, Jim Moore, that shit was trash. But you finally see a real quarterback, and that's just like people hate on LeBron. And I'm one of those people who are not a big fan of LeBron. But you witnessed in some form of greatness. 
you witnessing some greatness when you look at Matt Ryan. He's gonna go down. All he needs is one Super Bowl to go down as a Hall of Famer, but he might go down as a Hall of Famer anyway. He'll be he right now he's in the Hall of Very Good. A Super Bowl puts him in the Hall of Fame, no questions asked. So right. But going back to preseason game, hey man, I'm just glad football is coming back because this shit has got me watching baseball. WNBA was on today. And of course, I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> it was their all-star game. Why you didn't see the Queens all-star game? Well, one, not the Queens, the Dykes. Uh, that's one. Two, and then it, I seen on in the Facebook group like their highlight was like Brittany Grinder dunked three times in the game. First time it's ever been done in WNBA. It's shit like that while you don't watch the WNBA. Yeah, so you was just saying Michael Vick, how Basically, the city still holds on to Michael Vick, even though he didn't do anything, and don't show Matt Ryan no love. Yeah, no one is paying attention to, you know, that greatness, and it, it's hard to when you have a flash. Now, I, I, I understand the whole allure of it because that is a flashy. He was um, he was like something you've never seen before. It'd be hard to think you'll see that again. Um, but Matt Ryan is really getting shitted on. For some of everyone, including his peers, it's really gotten to a point where it's ridiculous and downright disrespectful. I agree with that. So, I guess, we talked about, you know, the Hall of Fame game, but through the preseason, what do you want to see the Falcons do? I'm going to pick it back off of what you said. It's all about the coaching. I want to see them, how to write rosters in place and, and, and take it from there. I think that's the biggest thing that's going on right now because I, I'm not happy with some of the things that Dan Quinn, with some of his decisions he's making already on the field. So I want to see him make the right decision with who he's putting in. I can agree with that. I think that for me, like you said, I want to see coaching. I want to see if Greg now, I mean, not Greg now, excuse me, if um, Dirk Cutter and all them, if, and Malarkey, if they still got their magic with Matt Ryan or is it going to be a have it's like a breakup, right? Like you break, you know, y'all move on. You move, she move out of town and you move on. And like, she come back and y'all just can't get back in the groove. Like y'all used to, I just wonder, can it, can they get back? I'm hoping they can get back in the groove. I want to see if they can get back in the groove or is it still going to be kind of, you know, a learning curve. And if do the Falcons even have time for a learning curve, that's another question we could tackle for Falcons football week. But you know, just, is it one, it, do you still get that old time feeling? Or is it one of those things where y'all kind of grew so, apart? I think so. I hate to cut you off right quick, but I think so. I, I love it. Um, I'm excited over it. Of course, I'm not excited that Tampa Bay got Bruce Arians. Hey, that's going to be big. But I'm more than excited that we got Dirk Cutter back, man. I'm make if, if, if Sarkeesian get almost 5,000 yards out of Matt Ryan, He's actually in his peak. He's done this twice. He's replicated this kind of season twice. One over, he earned him an MVP. Only tell him what Dirk Cutter can do because here's the thing. With Tampa Bay, Dirk Cutter was calling the offense. And this offense that was sitting around James Winston, they are the same kind of quarterback. Now, James Winston is nowhere near the talent that Matt Ryan is. But he's the same kind of pocket quarterback. Uh, they had the Mike Evans. He had the Julio Jones. And we have even a deeper receiver tandem with better running backs, and a better tight end. So, I'm anxious to see what Dirk Carter do. And we got Mike Malarkey back over the tight end. So, it's going to be a great. And I want to see 
better things coming out of the offensive side of the ball, which is going to be perfect. And I do like that Dan Quinn is coaching the defense. Now, I don't like the substitute. He's a defensive coach. He's a defensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. I don't like the, the substitutions that he do. I don't like his game management skills. I don't like a lot of stuff about Dan Quinn. But what I do like is that he's heading up the defense. And so I look for us to have a top 10 defense and a top five, top three offense this year. That's my big concern. I think you have. I think the defense is going to be great. Like if Dan Quinn can't get the, if Dan Quinn can't get them to play in the elite level, then that says a lot about Dan Quinn. Like outside of being as a coach in general, not just a head coach, but that says a lot about Dan Quinn if he can't get them to play at the elite level. I think I'm not as, I'm not as optimistic as you, even though you know side. I mean. I bet Lenny Self that Matt Ryan will win either the MVP or lead the league in some major stat this year. So obviously I feel like they're going to be good. I just don't know if I'm as like they walk in the door and click clack again. Like I think they'll get there, but I don't know if it's a walk in the door and click clack again thing. I, uh, another thing I question is can they, we can both agree the Falcons got a good amount of weapons on offense. Can, can they handle all these weapons on offense? I know that's a, I know that's a stupid question to ask, but sometimes you get caught up. In, some coordinators get caught up in the Julios or caught up in the Freemans. Can we find that balance? Can they get this balance going? Can they call the thing to get the most out of Matt Ryan? Like I'm, I'm betting they will. But those are just questions I have. And then on defense, like you said, Quinn is starting. KZ is like a glaring hole to me, and that gives me major questions about Dan Quinn because. I know they see something every day that we don't see, but if you saw that boy Casey on the field, he has to be on the field. And for them not to see that, that's very disturbing to me. Like for somebody in that, um, for nobody in that building to be like, hey, we need to start KZ and figure the rest of it out. That's very disturbing to me, personally. So. I don't matter what you said. I'm rooting for the kid now. I would actually be traded. There's no way I would waste those years. After the season he had, there's no way if I was his age, I would waste these years. On a Falcon bench behind fucking Ricardo Allen. That's not happening. I wouldn't do that. That's that's ridiculous. We saw it game one of the kid. When we first seen it, you, me, man, all of us was on the group text. Majors over here we watching the game. We was like, but who the fuck is 27? He gotta play. And he gotta play somewhere. He gotta play. But after seeing him last year, he has to start. And he has to start at safety. Not at corner. He has to start at safety. So the fact that, that he's even doing that shit for a Carl Allen just speaks volume. You either train him or you start him. You either get some value for that kid or you or you start him. But what you don't do is have him on the bench. And that speaks volume of one, our shitty head office and our terrible piece of shit coach. Any more thoughts before we wrap up? Thank God football is coming back. Let's get it. Game one. Well, it's not a game. Pre-game. Game one. Yes, yeah, pregame over pregame. But thank you guys for listening. This has been digitaldaring.com. We got a lot of stuff coming. Of course, we got Falcons football week, the first the week leading up to the season. I think this is our fifth annual Falcons football week, fifth or sixth annual Falcons football week. So as always, we're gonna have Digital Darren and Double R predict the Falcons record. We're gonna have a couple more podcasts. We're gonna replace some of our old iconic podcasts just to get you ready for Falcons football week. We may slide this one in for Falcons football week. Who knows? But um oh real quickly 
I do want to see the draft picks too. Like I want to see all the draft picks get some time, and I want to see what they all do. That's why I'm watching. I, I'm watching it for the the, the line play because yeah. that's what they drafted it was on yeah so I, I I forgot to mention that for myself but again thank you guys for listening this is just something to get you ready for the Falcons playing Thursday digitaldaring.com thank you make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend